Welcome to episode 73 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, the team plays Wolfenstein The New Order. You can find the Left Behind Game Club on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club, and you can find our Discord on our website at leftbehindgame.club. Personal recommendations are the number one way people hear about new podcasts, so if you like the Left Behind Game Club, do us a favor and send it to a friend. It really helps. Just a warning at the top, uh, we had some slight mic issues in this episode, especially near near the end of the episode, uh, so we just want to apologize for the inconvenience, and uh, our mic audio will definitely be better in our next episode. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to another episode of the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I am your host, Michael Ruflo. On today's episode, we're playing through 2014's uh, classic, uh, Wolfenstein The New Order, developed by Machine Games, published by Bethesda. But before we get into that, I need to introduce our two special guests. One, the man you know and love, uh, and the second, a very frequent guest, probably favorite friend of the show, Mr. Kevin Rayburn. Hello, thanks for having me. And and obviously, the if we're playing a game with guns, you got to have Mr. Muhammad Murtadi. I think we're doubling up today because usually Kev is a big fan of the the guns as well, so we I might. yes, I I am a big fan of guns. So it's two or on one gun today. games. Exactly, exactly. Kev, Kev just had an experience at a at a gun range, so guns are fresh and top of mind. Yes, not a big fan of guns shooting them. They scare me. But fun when they're on TV. Or when there's a nice Groupon sale is what I also heard from your yes, earlier discussion. Yeah, Groupon. Groupon makes like, guns you go okay. To the shooting range, yeah, with, with, a, with a Groupon and, and get, your, get your bullets at a discount. Might as well have some fun. At That's going to be the yeah. NRA's next little campaign. Guns are bad, <laughs> except when you get a Groupon. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of guns, there are a lot of guns in Wolfenstein, The New Order, the game we're playing today, or the game that we're talking about today. Um Boys, Wolfenstein was developed by Machine Games, uh, released in 2014, published by Bethesda, one of the first games that they published. Um, before we get into that, I want to know, what did you guys know about Wolfenstein coming into this? And what did you know about Machine Games? Um, right. I, can, I, can I go first? Because yeah, it's, it's probably only going to go up from here, because I knew absolutely nothing, like most of the games that you tell me to play. I knew nothing except when I went to go download it, I was actually looking at uh, it's the next sequel is called New Blood. Uh, no, the, the third is game called, in the series is Young Blood. Young Blood, that's what it's called. I watched the trailer for that. It looked really cool, and so I was excited to play it. But other than that, no clue. Gotcha, no clue. So the, in terms, there's already two sequels to this game, um, and a, a kind of expansion. There's Wolfenstein: The New Order. Um, then there's Wolfenstein: The Colossus. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Wolfenstein Youngbloods. Um, so not not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but Mo, what is your experience with Wolfenstein? Did you know anything about it? And did you know anything about machine games? No, I, I knew nothing about these guys. This kind of came out of the blue. But in terms of the brand itself, I feel like I've seen it everywhere from Steam sales to PlayStation sales to Xbox sales. It seemed like one of those big popular titles that everyone else is playing, but I just kind of let kind of stay in the background that I never picked up. 
Um, so when you mentioned you want to play it, I was like, okay, let's check it out. I kind of had like a Killzone vibe to it. I grew up in the PlayStation world, so Killzone 1, 2 were kind of like the things I for some reason associated with it. And I think it's because of the branding and like the box art. They show like the zombies with the masks and the two circles. That was my association to it. Didn't know nothing about it. Wasn't expecting anything that great. I just knew it was some kind of shooter. And little did I know I was surprised. It's a pretty fantastic shooter, if I can say so it's, myself. It's a great game. You know, I'm excited to talk about a great game. I know we didn't get that off the top, but I am legitimately excited to talk about this game because, uh, you know, I remember, you know, being younger, playing the original Wolfenstein uh, on, you know, early PCs that I had and then playing Wolfenstein's on the Xbox and Xbox 360 generation. Um, but this game has a whole different tone, way less supernatural way more alternate reality you know this this game feels like a a very distinct defined world and and really really cool yeah before we get into the world building though i know there's a ton to talk about there i want to talk really quickly about machine games did did either of you ever play the chronicles of riddick games no No, i didn't those were movies right were vin diesel movies (laughs) yes yes so they were based on the the chronicles of riddick movie uh with vin diesel but the games were absolutely phenomenal. Are you kidding they me? So I'm not. I'm not kidding you. It was probably the single best movie tie-in wow. uh, game I think I've ever played. Spider-Man and Three. Spider-Man. It, it <laughs> <laughs> good jokes. Good jokes. Um, but they're they're the the Chronicles of Riddick games played with a fantastic um, hand-to-hand combat mechanic and hiding in the shadows. And taking advantage of the you know the special abilities that Riddick had, and that game was developed by a Swedish studio called Starbreeze. And when Starbreeze got into some troubles, uh, developers broke off and created Machine Games. So oh. this uh, this developer has you know quite quite a, a a pedigree and a lineage, even if their name wasn't known by a lot of people oh, you know, coming into it. I'm looking okay. into it now. I'm looking into it now. They've they also made Payday Two. I've put in several hours in that game. And Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which we recorded on the podcast way earlier in the day. So if you haven't Absolutely. listened to that, guys, you gotta jump in. That was a good episode to listen to. Good callbacks. Good callbacks. <laughs> so yeah, Machine Games, fantastic studio. Really excited uh, to play, uh, you know, a game of theirs. Mo, tell me, tell me a little bit about what uh, what Wolfenstein is. I know I'm going um, directly to the guy who who reads the subtitles. And, no, and for sure, it's text. um how I would describe it to kind of someone would be it's like the quintessential first person shooter that has some kind of story with it as well. We just recently played um, Doom, which we kind of explained as a first-person shooter, full stop. Like, there's nothing else to it. It's just a run-and-gun, shoot uh, some demons. Whereas I feel that uh, Wolfenstein then um, kind of took it one step above where it added a story. It added some kind of gameplay mechanics. It wasn't just a run-and-gun shooter where you're living in a post-apocalyptic sitting up actually not even post-apocalyptic you're living in a world if the nazis won the war so hitler alternate reality alternate reality where hitler is in charge and you're kind of living under nazi oppression for the rest of your time and you're part of you play a u.s former soldier who's kind of didn't know what happened and realizes holy smokes like i thought we won the war no 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 no. nazis won and now you're trying to navigate through that as a surviving resistance fighter i guess william j blaskovitz 
Yes. Yes. BJ Blaskowitz. <laughs> oh my I god, stop giggling, guys. Go on now. I sorry. Um so yeah, BJ Blaskowitz is the character that you play as, and Wolfenstein is, you know, a first person shooter. Kev, how would you describe it to people? All right. Well, I already know you yours and Moe's impression of the game and and I feel like I'm missing something here. Ooh. So I, I'm excited to talk about the game because I feel like I definitely missed out on something. Um, uh, so I would, it is a first person shooter. It's a pretty good first person shooter. Um, I got lost in the story a couple, couple times. Uh, but like Mo said, you're post um, Nazi takeover of the world and you're trying to take them down kind of from the inside. Cause no one knows who you are. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I I'm very curious as to what I missed because this game was was super long, and and I got lost in 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 the narrative. And stuff. Yes, yeah, oh. and I was terrible. I was terrible <laughs> at it. And maybe I played on a, a, a random difficulty because or a hard harder difficulty because once you select the difficulty, there's your your character BJ. Um, and if you go to the easier ones, he gets more and more, he looks more and more like a baby. He's got a pacifier in his yeah. mouth, the easiest difficulty. Yeah. And if you go to the hardest one, he looks like a badass. And he's just covered in blood. Yeah. Crazy so eyes. I went to the like normal. Right. And what did you guys play it in? I, I played it on normal. I play every game on normal mode. Um, and, just to clarify the actual difficulty settings were, can I play daddy and you have a pacifier and like the baby hat on the next one is called don't hurt me. And then the medium I think is bring them on, which is, I believe what I played as yes. after That's that. I played. Yeah. After that one, there's do or die. And then next one's called call me terror, Billy. Then the last two is I am death incarnate and mean Lieben, which I don't know what the translation is, but I'm looking it up right now. It says, Thankfully, we have someone who speaks German. Is, is it my favorite? I don't know. Uh, are you looking it up right now? Well, we'll yeah. we'll find out. We'll find out when he looks it up. But I definitely should have played it on the easiest difficulty <laughs> because I thought I was halfway through the game and the title sequence started. Uh. <laughs> there, there is a delayed title sequence in this. Yeah, game. so you play through kind of. You're in the war and. Then you go through a bunch of killing of Nazis and you end up blowing up out of a a building and you get knocked out and fall into the water. And then the title goes and that's kind of the setup. You're knocked out for and paralyzed for about 11 to 14 years, somewhere around there. It's, it's a long time. A long time. I think you come back uh, in the 60s. Yes, and it's already Nazi Germany. Not no, sorry, Nazi world. Yeah, yes, they took on the world and they won. Yeah, and then they take over the moon. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else? What else can you take over after you take over the world? Right. Um, and then you just have to kind of uh, deal with everything that is a Nazi world. It's essentially you. You when you start off, you are kind of tr trying to fight the Nazis. You get blown out of the building you're all unconscious and that's when you get sent to the like insane asylum because you seem to have like lost your mind or you have no consciousness whatsoever and you're you kind of are in the first little bit in almost like a daze you don't know what's going on it shows the time just passing years and years go by 
and all of a sudden um nazis come in taking care of you yeah there's a woman taking care of you her family i think runs the asylum itself like her mom and her dad and she's kind of always feeding you every day giving you your medicine and you see her and that's the only thing you're aware of until in the end you realize this this hospital is being shut down by the germans and they start shooting and murdering everyone in the hospital the patients and the last very second you for some reason snap to just like uh willy wonka's uncle or the what's his name (laughs) What's that Grandpa one? Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. You're like, okay. He, he, exactly. He's not collecting disability anymore. He no. So this guy, all this guy all of a sudden is like, okay, I don't want to get uh, this this handout anymore. I'm going to try to defend myself. And you take down the whole hospital filled with Nazis. Like, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, but yeah. I enjoyed it you every ha- minute. You haven't bent your arms or legs in 14 <laughs> years, but yeah. you're able to jump and slide and... And fire a gun. It's amazing how little your muscles dystrophy when you're uh, built like a tank. No, it's like it's like when yes. you go when you, you're going into like military training. It's like you can't underestimate the power of freedom once you believe. <laughs> once you believe in it, just think how strong he must have been before his muscles atrophied. That's yeah. true. Exactly. Right? Amazing. That's amazing. True. So uh, you end up fighting your way through um, the, the you know the compound, the house, the hospital that you're being kept at. And, um, you, you, I think that's when you ultimately meet Anya Yes. and Anya is kind of your love interest in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you develop that strong connection as she was staring deeply into your eyes every day when she took care of you, you staring deeply back into hers. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's like a Jared Sparks, uh, you know, novel. I think that's the guy who wrote sure. the notebook. Uh, Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jacob's gonna fix that in post. Hey, hey, it's Jacob. Uh, no, I won't fix that in post. Uh, you should know who Nicholas Sparks is. I'm very upset. <laughs> uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, yeah. So she becomes a love interest, and you're immediately then uh, on the run. You're on the lam because you just killed a hospital full of Nazis, and yep. you need to escape. You're an Wait. American. Yeah, was this was this before or after the big decision with your two friends? This was after. Okay, this so we should after. touch that. We I rambled on. on yeah, and and we we missed that. Yeah, well, so there are a couple of key decisions in the game, and they split off into different timelines. And you know, in the first uh, act of the game, before you see the title card, you are part of the American forces storming. Um, it's probably France somewhere. Yeah. And uh, while you're in there, uh, you stumble across. Uh, do you remember his name? Yeah. Deathface. So here's Death the thing. Face. His name is Death's Head. Death's Head. That's but, uh... so, so wait. So the whole entire time until the very last boss battle, spoiler alert, when you're when you're with him, um, I thought his name was Death Shed. I'm like, why is his name Death Shed? <laughs> like the whole time, and He's I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think anything shed. of it. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, death Shed. Okay, maybe he lives in a shed, and like that's where he creates death, and moved on with it. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, English Death's Head, bad name, right? Like, uh, I, get it. I get it. So yeah, I didn't even clue into what his name See? was. I'm sorry, I just thought he was Doctor Death. You know, that's it's funny because you know, Kevin, you've taken over the mantle for Mo of like there are guns and I like shooting them, and nothing else I will follow. <laughs> I have followers yeah, now. Yeah, that's that's true. Because like again, it was I found it difficult to follow the story. Maybe it's because my headphones weren't up, or I'm I'm losing my hearing or something. No, no. <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't want to pretend like I'm I'm 
I've paid attention to this, this whole entire storyline. When you started talking about how you got lost, I did the same thing. I just kind of just started finishing objectives. And all of a sudden, I was inside this house or underground somewhere. Um, I was walking yeah. in tunnels. And all of a sudden, now there's like a Shadow of the Colossus monster that's attacking me. <laughs> like that That's my yeah. experience essentially with Wolfenstein. So I felt the same way um, as you, Kevin. So don't feel alone over there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to, to tell every story beat. But the, you know, if you guys will indulge me while I go over the, For the sure. high level, what what ends up happening in the story is you escape, um, you meet up with other uh, rebels, part of the resistance, and you end up hiding out in a safe house right in the middle, I think, of Berlin. Yeah. Um, so, yes. I'm so sorry, Mike, but I ha- we have to talk about the decision. <laughs> we yeah, still, the choice. We still, so right. essentially, when you're in Deathshed's compound, which is where you were talking about, Mike, you're kind of in, in this warehouse slash place where they're doing like special operations on people to make them into like cyborg super soldiers kind of thing. Like, and that's the yeah. you ultimately have to fight. Yeah, exactly. And then the Nazi leader that's doing all this, his name is Death's Head. That's why we were talking about that. He, you eventually infiltrate the compound, and right at the near the end, he catches you and your kind of squadron of like friends. There's one older gentleman, um, like in his like mid forties or fifties or something, who's with you, and then there's a younger other like sergeant with you, and he pins all of you down, and he makes you decide which one he's going to use as a cyborg, like host to be another one of his soldiers and there's no way out of this you have to choose either the younger guy or the older guy and that guy gets like i guess not killed but gets used as a host for one of these cyborg monster things yeah. but you don't find that out until later you think you're just no but he says it save him but doesn't he also say i'm going to which one's going to be better used for my experiments or something and that Ooh. And that's what I you just choose. assumed that was the stuff that went on in the background. Like I didn't, I didn't <laughs> oh. think anything of it. I didn't even think anything of like. So first off, I tried not to choose. Same, Ooh, because I'm a ride or die kind of guy. You know, <laughs> stick with my squad mates. Right, right. Turns out, if there's robots holding you down and one death guy trying to tell you to choose one or the other, you just they just kill everyone. Oh, yes, interesting. So, so then, there is no ability to not make a choice. No, I started trying to like turn the camera to do to a signal no. To, to signal head. no, yes. And he didn't understand that either. Right. Yeah. Uh, I ended up choosing lazy programmers. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure. Uh, I ended up choosing um, Fergus, the uh-huh. Scot- Scottish guy. Is that yeah? Yes, Scottish guy. Scottish. Yeah, I ended up choosing him to survive. So I chose Same. the other guy to die. Same. Same. I thought it was a very clear and easy decision because earlier in that, that level or mission, Fergus is extremely competent and, and giving orders and helping figure things out. And the younger guy just seems lost in shell shock the whole time. So I'm like, if I'm keeping anyone around, it's the guy who like has seen some stuff and knows how to like handle handle himself. Yeah. And then so that a sweet accent. <laughs> Yes, that's pretty much one of the reasons why I, I kept him. Because I was like, okay, I need to make a decision now, so let's keep let's yeah. keep the guy who I like. And then you go through all that, and you you then go into your eleven to fourteen year coma. I don't, I still don't remember what it was. Right. I think it was like fourteen years. But yeah, you, you after you say you choose your guy, you kind of can make this amazing little plot to escape the facility. You end up escaping. It blows up. You get into the hospital. La 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 la. Now you're meeting Anya, your nurse that you survived into the hospital with, and you kind of make a beeline to escape to go to like what her grandparents' house to kind of get I asylum so. there. 
Yeah. And yep. and I'm, and to be honest, I'm spitting this story out vaguely as how I remember it. It might be completely off. So if it is off in that Discord <laughs> server, correct me because this is what I understood. Um, okay. So essentially, you're meeting up with them and they decide we need to get like some resources. We have to like get you, um, I guess, back somewhere. And all I remember, I blinked and I was in that little safe house with the wheelchair lady. That's yeah, what I remember. You- you were in like this secret bunker underneath some sort of water yeah, fountain, maybe, yeah. or something. in the heart of Berlin. Yeah. You're, you're right under the nose of all the Nazis. And that's when you find out that the guy you saved, Fergus, in all of our cases, is there, too. Yes. And so... upset that you <laughs> saved him. Yes. And so, yeah. Which I assume... Both I, would be that way. Yeah. Both would be upset. And I would assume he would be there, too. Unless he would just get lost and... I don't know. You know, I might I might play it again just to see what happens if you save the other guy. Yeah, it took me about an hour and a half to get to that point, so I'm not going to play it. Oh, again really? See. I didn't I feel like I didn't really sh- I don't know. I didn't struggle that much with the difficulty setting until like the very end near the big boss guy, like the tall one. Right. That's the only time so, I really had to str- I struggled because I didn't know what to do. I'll I'll quickly go through the beats from here. What ends up happening is you break into a prison, you break some people out of the prison. Not a Nazi prisoner camp. Yes, yes. a Nazi prison camp. Yeah, I mean, if the Nazis Which is are the technically harder oh, than a prison. I wait, I don't want to. I don't want to kind of really skim through that one because, like, that was pretty cool. What you do is you're saving this one like technician that worked for the Nazis or whatever who worked on like. Yeah, should right? What, is that what his the, name is? The name of the group he was working for. Yeah, and he was like some super like technical guy. <laughs> Kev's that, just looking at me shrugging. Yeah, like I don't know all the names. Do you remember? No, but it was in the prison. the The one guy you kind of save, where the lady's face gets blown off. Yeah, yeah. So Frau, uh, what is her name? Frau Hanga, Frau something, Engel, something like that. Oh, yeah. I know she's Frau Badass because she gets her face blown off by a giant cyborg robot and trucks her le- way away. Like trick survives this whole ordeal and kind of is the main bad guy to come get you all the time. Like, yeah, and she she get first gets introduced to you on a train when you're trying to be. Oh yeah, yeah. You're trying to stealthy look like a Nazi, and you're like carrying like a cup of tea or whatever and she makes you touch she gives you options of photos of what to touch right. or of uh in, in questions and you have to touch one of the photos and i'm assuming that no matter which photo you touch she's it is going to come out to the same result but she claims to know like based on some psychological experiments to know if you're a nazi or not she's essentially she miss, scares she, you she's miss cleo before miss cleo came out she's like call me now for your tarot card reading She's going to tell your future by reading yeah. your palm, essentially. Yeah. And then she... Uh, oh, she puts her gun down. That's what it is. She puts her gun down next to the photos. And uh, she said uh, a non-Nazi would have just grabbed the gun and tried to shoot her. So she knows you're a Nazi. So she right. gave you a pass at first. Which was a really cool sequence. Right. And then craziness ensues and her face ends up getting half what ripped off. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's how I saw the story. Yeah, I, I mean, you definitely got a beat. There's definitely, that exists in the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, the you know, one of the things that you find out as part of the resistance is that there is uh, this technology that the Nazis are trying to get a hold of. This ancient, which you, which you come to find out is ancient Jewish technology. Uh, from a religious order called the Dat Yashud or Dat Yashud, something like that. 
Yeah. And so you break into a prison to break, I believe his name's Set, and you break him out. And his kind of philosophies, like the dot you should, their philosophy is that um, you get closer to God by f- by understanding the universe more, by creating more and more clarity. That's how you get closer to God. And so yeah. this whole order was devoted towards coming up with uh, scientific, mathematical, and engineering advancement. And so they had all of this technology that was super advanced. And so once you break him out, he says, okay, we're going to go to one of our, you know, hundreds of underground hidden vaults and we're going to get the technology and that's going to help us take down the Nazis. Yeah. And so you go on this quest with a submarine to go mm-hmm. and to the bottom of the ocean and find this mystical technology that allows one of your one of the members in your group who's confined to a wheelchair to suddenly stand up and walk again as like an exoskeleton. Yeah, if you think you're just playing like a regular Nazi game, you're not. This this takes turns that you don't even see coming. Like yeah. this is like national treasure type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like or what's the one with the button that turns into like floating it doesn't matter. It it like takes weird turns where I thought at some points I was like, do I need to finish the game to talk about it? And then within the next twenty minutes I was like yeah, I would have looked like an idiot. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head, uh, Kev, because I thought the same thing. And it's one of the reasons why I never really played it, because I was like, okay, it's just a z- zombie shooter. It's going to be just basic, like nothing going on. But you're right. It, like, There's weird weapons. I think maybe we'll get into it later, but that laser weapon where you can like cut areas of a fence perfectly, <laughs> that was that was for some reason super satisfying, knowing no matter how I cut so it, cool. that's exactly this... Like, this and to explain it, you essentially have a plasma cutter in terms of like a cannon gun that converts into a gun and a wire cutter. And if you're up in front of like a wire fence, you can precisely cut a hole that you want to either go through it or access something. And it's super satisfying. Such a cool weapon. It is very satisfying. I felt like, you know, the one game on Mario Party where you have to 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 draw the shape in the rock the correct way. And then the rock would explode. No, I don't know. Okay, this one. whatever. But I trust you would exist. Okay, I would draw the shape in the fence or whatever, and try to walk through it. And nine times out of ten, I wouldn't be able to walk through it. I had to back up, cut Redo a little it. more. Yeah, Damn, okay. yeah. You're just riding the struggle bus. I was. Game. I, it was terrible. I was terrible at this game. <laughs> I could tell I you was were terrible. terrible at it because I, I went over to Kev's house to to work on a project with uh, Kev's fiance. And the only thing I could hear was Kev huffing and puffing and swearing under his breath every time he died. It was it was annoying. It was annoying until about seventy five percent through the game, where I realized there was this one um, building you're supposed to go into, and every like giant room there's another one of these giant robots, and then they keep getting bigger and bigger. And I would keep running in and dying. Um, I realized that let me just hold corners. And sometimes the the whatever they're called, NPCs, wouldn't react. Mm-hmm. So I'd just start shooting them without them reacting to even getting shot and killing them. And so I had to kind of cheat my way through <laughs> to beat everything kind of the first or second go. But before that, it was taking me six or seven goes on Every single damn like oh, man. mission. That's that's rough. 
Yes. And so I feel like I'm missing something. I, I mean, I don't know. I've seen you play shooters before. Sometimes you're, you're godlike. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're riding the struggle bus. Um, yeah. I mean, I it, think this was just oh, a harder game for you. Maybe what I would say, though, is I think the mechanics in this game were really good. Like you have the ability to peek out of a corner. You have the ability to dual wield or single wield. Each gun has multiple different um, like shooting styles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was super cool. That was that was pretty cool. The multiple shooting styles because there were some plasma guns that were also snipers. And the shotgun was not only a shotgun. There was a shotgun bullet that would deflect off of walls and stuff like that that was pretty the cool ricochet, yeah ricochet that, shot. i i did like all the guns and all that but i well first i didn't know that you break the boxes for ammo so i didn't have that's enough rough. ammo most oh, of the time that's super rough that's <laughs> oh, probably no. where most of I, your issues came from i totally know the moment when i said kev why don't you just break those boxes he's like what <laughs> yeah because i realized there was stuff in the boxes when after a fight i was going around I'm like where did all this ammo come from but I didn't realize I could break the boxes. Right. I think they show you that in the tutorial. I don't know because I might have missed it until like midway through two, <laughs> and like until and then one mission I realized I'm like let me just hit this box maybe it'll open and it was like a eureka I'm like oh my god why didn't I connect the two? So yeah. I missed I, it. I, the thing that I only figured out later in the game is that even the metal boxes can be cut open. Wire cut right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. The laser the laser gun that um, was works wonders. That was definitely near the end of the game when I did those ones, in particular in the final bot battle, where you needed to stock up on weapons because you were like empty. I had to go through that. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times the wire cut boxes had big things like armor or like a full box of ammo. Like there's always something significant in the wire cup stuff. Or those uh those grenades that the Nazis had, you know, those ones with the handle. The Tesla grenades. They're called Tesla grenades, yes, in the game. Yeah. I don't know what they're Actually, like they're always in Nazi games. They're always those ones with the giant handle that you can. They're, right. they're not a grenade. Yeah. It's like a yeah. gre- Gears of War grenade. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the guns in this game were a ton of fun to shoot and really useful. Um, and and what I what I especially appreciated is that there was no one perfect gun. It was all dependent upon the situation. So if you were just trying to use one gun the whole way through. You were, yeah, you were running into some issues. But if you were like willing to switch, Kev's giving me a smile. Like, yeah, I don't. One gun well, all the, way through. the thing is, like, okay, I guess I didn't like know when to switch or, or whatever. Uh, and I always thought when we got to like those bigger bosses that there was going to be something other than just shoot them a bunch of times to kill them. Right, like the first two that like you jump on their head. Uh, I don't no, think it's I a Mario joke. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Uh, like the first one you had to like throw a grenade at them and shoot their back. Right. I was like, okay, sweet. Figured out that puzzle. But then the next time we faced something big like that, it was just get on a chain gun and shoot them a bunch of times. Yeah. And so I'm standing around trying to figure out whether they're going to charge at me and stop and turn around or something like that. And I'm just dying (laughs) like multiple times. Did uh, did you use cover and the auto heal mechanic? What's the auto? So auto heal if mechanic? you take some damage and you hide, your health will go back up to a certain interval. Yeah, so in intervals of twenty. Exactly. Yes, so I figure that out. What I would do frequently is poke my head out, get the majority of shots off on someone. Even if I took a little damage, it was fine. I would just poke back, wait for my health to go back up, and then rinse and repeat. 
Yeah, until you like accidentally stay out there for too long, <laughs> and then you're down to seventy health, and right, like you're it, up to eighty. Yeah, yeah. And so I tried that. I think I'm just I'm just not patient enough. Right, you gotta I'm, have some chill. Yes, I'm just not patient enough. I just want to kill the the you just robots. Kill Nazis, I get. It. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, that might have been part of my struggle as well. Yeah, I, I think too. There's some specific bad guys that were harder than the others. There was, I think, the ones that carried the shotguns. They were like armored up. You almost had to take off their armor first to do damage. For me, I did kind of a mix of Jake. Well, sorry, what Mike did and what you did. I'd, I'd peek my head, kind of see what's the most dangerous thing, and kind of plan my course of action. Like, okay, those big giant walking mechs. They're not going to chase you everywhere. So you can not have to worry about them. You can kind of draw out the smaller guys or the armored guys, deal with them one-on-one like in a hallway where it's just you versus them, not 14 people shooting you from different directions. And that's yeah. kind of how I navigated through most of the chaos. But actually, now that I think about it, it wasn't smooth, smooth sailing. Like I definitely died in certain parts where I got overwhelmed and didn't know everyone that was in the big room. So that's I kind of yeah. like that where it wasn't just grunt after grunt wave after grunt wave. It was essentially... Here's your puzzle. There's three super soldiers. There's four regular people and one walking mech in certain awkward areas. Figure out how to take them down to proceed kind of thing. I completely agree. The, the one arena that sticks out in my mind the most is the one where you need to steal the train um, with the like warhead on it that will then allow you to sneak onto the U-boat. Yeah. Um, there's a... There's a door that you have to hit a button and the door will open and a big auto mech guy comes out of it. Yes. And Mm -hmm. you face just a full smattering of the different types of enemies. You face some of the the smaller infantry guys. You face the shotgun guys. You face a couple of the big tank dudes. Um, you're, You're facing a whole variety of people. And there's a ton of different terrain to be on. You can be higher up. You can be around a corner. You can be in an alleyway. You can be on one side of the train. Um, and there's a lot of different places to get ammo and, and be there. And it took me a couple of times to get through that You're space, right, same. But I also found it to be so rewarding because there were all kinds of different ways to, to tackle it. And you face just about everyone in there. Yeah, yeah I- so... When you were telling the story about me swearing under my breath, I was on that level. Yes. Okay. Makes and, sense. And he came downstairs and was like, have you just tried to fight it from up top where you, you press a button or something? You Yeah. You press a button and all the mechs start waking up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're kind of in a shielded area. And if you just wait there, a bunch of soldiers just come in through the door so you can just easily yep. pick them off. But I was trying to like jump down and recharge my electric uh, guns, right. and going on one side and the other. And it, I I died so many times. <laughs> I did the same thing until I did exactly what you suggested was just staying up there. What I also did in the first sequence where you're holding the the button to bring up the the door, where that one mech kind of surprises you and kind of busts through. I saved yeah. his weapon. Like once I killed him, yes. I took his weapon. Mm-hmm. I took it upstairs. Yes, um, and then the I waited for thing. the big mechs, and then I used that. I think I took down one of them. Then I got that one's like gun, but I felt like I got lucky in that final sequence. I can't remember exactly, but I remember thinking to myself like, "Oh, I definitely like got a lucky grenade, or I got two people at once, or something." Here, here's the other little hack for that level. You don't need to kill everyone. All you need to do is get to the train. Oh, I did though. I killed. I just, oh, luckily. really? Yeah. 
I I started killing everyone, and then I just I realized like, oh, all I need to do is get to this train. Because there's like a little vent that you can go through to get to the door that's really close to the train. Yeah. Walk down that, and, and you're home free. Yeah. And it's not as far of a run as the final boss battle. Yeah. It's I really wish crazy. I would have done that. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give you the. I didn't want to spoil it. For I you. killed everyone. Yeah, same. Eventually, eventually. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think there are a lot of really good little puzzles there. Mo, I did the exact same thing you did, which is uh, steal the big machine gun or turret guns that you find throughout and recharge them and use them on some of the bigger enemies. I'm a little embarrassed how long it took me to figure out that you could recharge those guns. Oh, those were guns yeah. that use electricity. Um, but once I did, man, the game just started flying by. Yeah. Can we talk about those recharging stations. They were everywhere, and I didn't know what they were at first. They were just uh, originally to recharge your, your um, what's it called, welding. Your laser weapon. Yeah, your laser weapon. And then you started getting more and more weapons that used them. And so this was part of the technology that the Nazis developed, and that's how they took over. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. There's the, the laser pistol. There's the laser AR that, uh, you know, one version of it has a scope, like a marksman's rifle. And then you flip the, the shooting type and it's suddenly a laser weapon. Yeah. Um, there, then, you know, one of the things that I don't think we touched on is the laser weapon that you get at the beginning to cut holes in fences and uh, boxes and wherever you need to go. That, that weapon gets upgraded quite frequently. I think I got maybe four or five upgrades on it throughout the course of the game. And, you know, it was only at the end of the game that I realized, man, this thing is really strong when you use it on the big enemies. Yeah. That, so the, I'm thinking that might be the part that I missed out on because the little upgrades would come up to, on your left-hand side and there would be a bunch of reading. And I would just, okay, whatever. I would just read the headline. It can refract now or right. whatever. Or it can do this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sweet. That's it. Never used it. <laughs> well, I did use the. You could scope in with the laser weapon, and it would highlight all the targets. And yeah. when you shot, it would shoot them all, and it would get rid of your energy really quickly. Yeah, yeah, because you were doing a lot of damage. It, that would do a lot of damage, though. It's almost. I found it being worth it. Where I take someone out, um, like I charge one shot, blast them, especially for the final bosses. That's exactly what I did. Final yeah, boss. You needed to do that. Like you had to run, shoot a couple shots, run, shoot like one shot. It was. Did you get all the upgrades for it too? Because you can like increase your capacity. Yes. And then yeah, there's a bunch. Oh, maybe I didn't. I don't. I don't know if you can skip out on the upgrades. Okay. I think what ends up happening is you just find them in the course of like playing. Oh, the game sorry. That, okay. But I'm talking about I think the perks or whatever, because those ones that you had to like complete specific types of tasks to get, and I think You're that's right. that's the extra battery life you got from like I think using the laser gun on an. Like using a gun and not missing one whole clip, you're able to get like extra battery life or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't do think I got that perk. No, I, I definitely. It would have taken me a long time to yeah. to do that. What anyways. about one last thing, Kev? About like strategy and stuff was you know how like you'd enter like a giant room and you'll say there's two like um, lieutenants or whatever to take out so the alarm doesn't go off. Did you yeah. prioritize them or did you just kind of empty your clips? So when you walked into a room, there it popped up on the left side. It was like this kind of sound kind of yeah, the, the bat- graph, yeah. whatever the, it's called. Lieutenants yeah. are yeah. 10 yeah. meters that way. Yeah. 
And so I would try to be stealthy and I would go up behind them and like, I don't know if I, I thought everyone in the room had those. Oh, I didn't know that there were, those were specific ones. Yeah. So I would go around and knife a bunch of people in the back (laughs) and I guess maybe I didn't knife the right people and the alarm would sound and I'm like, okay, well, at least I got five of them down. Did you throw your knives at all? Um, yes, on accident. <laughs> there, there's a couple times where I'd be running up to someone and I thought I was close enough to, to stab them and it would throw it and it would be the coolest kill I've oh, ever yeah. gotten. All those uh, me- metal just, dogs I used the throwing knives on because I was always scared oh, they're going to wake up. Right. I oh, I never. The stealth was so good in this game. Okay. I love the stealth. I don't think I was that stealthy then. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't kill a dog with a knife. That sounds bad. But I like with like I did Nazi dogs. Don't worry. Yeah. They, every time I killed a dog, it was either shooting a full clip at it while it was running up to me. <laughs> oh. Or when it jumped on my shoulders, and you just I just stabbed it in the neck a bunch I, of times. I, I think almost exclusively got them when they were asleep. Like the the robot cyborg Same. Nazi dogs. There's only yeah. like two times where like they actually attacked me, and I was like, "This is kind of like annoying because it's very." I'm just shooting a person who's asleep right now. So oh I think you were better at it than I was then, because the dogs jumped on me quite a bit. But I feel no. like I got the majority of them when they were, you know, sl- sleeping or with their backs to me. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see a single dog sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> and they always scared scared me they always scared me like i there was a couple times where i was just like i verbally screamed because they like popped up out of nowhere yeah gotcha i i thought the stealth in this game was so good um it feels a lot like the stealth in chronicles of riddick um the the one distinct difference being that you don't know when you could be seen or not they don't have like a good visual indicator of it um but I thought it was very forgiving. You could sneak up on everyone without any issue, and you could move pretty quickly. Um, but I, I thought it was really great. We, and so, you know, I, I think we we quickly got on to, to some of this, you know, story overview. But let me just wrap it up, and then we can get into some of our favorite characters. Um, once you get down to the bottom of the ocean, find this ancient Jewish uh, technology. Um, which is extra ironic that it's ancient Jewish tech that helps take down the Nazis. Um, you then have to get to, I think you get on a U-boat and then you have to get to the, a moon base um, so you can take a nuke and ultimately take down Nazi Germany. Yeah. Um, what, and Should we explain ahead, what the that weapon was, the ball of like... It, it, uh, the best way I want to try to explain it is think of like, you know, the Quidditch ball in Harry Potter... <laughs> Like it's a golden snitch or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's essentially that, the golden snitch, a golden ball, and it shoots out wires from every direction like a spiked ball. And whatever they touch, they permanently hold on to. And then it rotates rapidly and just destroys everything. So the perfect example of this use case would be going into a building if you want to break the wall, kind of like in Lord of the Rings 2 when you're trying to barge through, <laughs> barge through Helm's Deep. All you have to know. I knew it was, I had to do it because it was the perfect use. All you do is you uh-huh. throw this golden snitch. It grabs every corner of the wall, every building, and just destroys it so you break, get access to it. There are but, a lot of fandoms that are upset with you right now, Mo. No, <laughs> We're it's, mixing everything. We're here. crossing lines. The snitch, though, it wasn't handheld. It was the size no, of the person. Like, 
Yeah, it was gigantic, but and it was defied all laws of physics that possibly we understand right now. <laughs> it's ancient Jewish mystical science technology. Just just go with it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so you, you end up, you know, I think riding the nuke down and coming back from the moon. And how does how does the game end, boys? So, I mean, Mo, do you want to take this or? I'll I'll try to do the first step. Um, first step is I I do not want to. Ch- skip over the giant metal gear slash um walking shadow of the colossus super mega boss yeah so essentially you've all the bosses you've essentially fought were just like mechs that are maybe the size of like 15 feet tall or 20 feet tall things like that and then you're in this giant open battle arena where you're walking around and you realize the nazis have developed this super walking mech that's the size of like a 50 story building with four legs it's kind of like a lobster clawed thing that shoots rockets and bullets and all that stuff and all i remember from the point of the story was take it down because it's taking you down if you guys have any more information on it that's all i pretty much had on it at this point yeah so i found that it was the easiest one to figure out how to take it down i didn't okay because well i guess i'll go back to my issues with i didn't know if i should just shoot all the the bigger bosses or if there was something that i needed to do like get behind them and and shoot but the fact that the arena that you're in was there was these uh super mario tunnels yeah kind of made a square around everything and in in those tunnels there were those charging stations yeah so i was like well obviously i need to use this gun now and then uh fergus our buddy that we saved was telling us what to do. He was like, shoot the cannons or whatever. Yeah, I eventually kind of connected the two. Um, but what I, my issue was actually the, not the, so the first part, obviously, you shoot out the, his rocket launcher pods or whatever. And then he, they, he exposes his core, which is essentially the center of his body. I think yeah. I, I could never get to it in time and shoot before it would like stomp me out or whatever. Cause whenever it stomps on you, it's for me, it was almost like an instant kill. Cause I've yeah. already dropped down to like 80 health out of my hundred and no armor. So it took me like at least a dozen times to finally get a couple good shots underneath and take the whole thing down. Maybe yeah. I struggled more yeah. than the average Joe though. So, um, I found that too, that like most of the times where I had it exposed the bottom of it and you had to run right underneath it to shoot it. I was too far away, so I would try to bait him in, and like, yeah. he would destroy the tunnels, but not enough of the tunnels to actually have a shot at you if you stayed in kind of the rim part of it. Yeah, and so I'd get him to come close and then shoot him. Um, and then to Mike's point before, I use the regenerative health um, to help me through that level. Yeah, me, it was just like... If that I, makes any sense. Yeah, no, that totally does. I, I kind of kept that cadence of like, I expose myself only when I'm about to shoot and then I hide. So my health and my armor was kind of okay. The only time it kind of died was in that last part when I had to shoot underneath. Like it was it was a total struggle. I started really being conscious of like health and armor around me. I would not take it unless it was like absolutely necessary. Like 
in this yeah. game, it has that mechanic where if you get more health than you store, it will overcharge you. So you'll have like, if you have 150 max health, you can get 200, but it slowly trickles back down to 150. So you either take it before a big fight, but my case, I never took it unless I was below my max threshold. I never overcharged. Yeah. Same. And, and by, just so we're not confused, by the easiest boss... I died maybe four or five times <laughs> trying to trying to do this. So like, I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah. No, I died a dozen times at least in this big okay. one. Okay. Okay. Because I like I found that I was actually maybe it's because I was so close to the finish. I was like, oh my goodness, like hours and hours and hours of playing this. I, I like I holy cow. Yeah, I can actually figure this out. And so maybe that was the excitement on my part. Yeah. The only thing the only thing boss. that can make me save myself in terms of my respect in this game was i think i got to that boss i tried it like two times and then i stopped playing for that day or whatever and then when i picked it up again i I had that like get to figure out the mechanics again when you first play a game for like the first two minutes or so so maybe that's why i kept dying but maybe i just suck i could also what what other boss battles stood out in your mind well the first time you see a big kind of mech looking thing is you're driving with the grandparents and yep. you hop on the door and you get flung off and you're faced with two of them yeah. right off the get-go. And coincidentally, you have two Tesla grenades. I didn't realize that that was a key. I was just trying to get them stuck in places and then right. trying to get around them. Um, that one stood out in my mind maybe because I played it the most. And like I... Uh. like. And just figuring it out was such a reward after dying so many times because you couldn't hide anywhere where they wouldn't just like look around a corner and just start shooting you and then you'd be from 150 down to zero or they can yeah. shoot that floating electricity ball that's on a timed explosion. yeah yeah which, so, which uh will end up neutralizing any of the big chain guns that you would have yes if you had anything that was electricity powered those kind of or or pinky little explosions would just take out all the the electricity from your gun, and you'd have to go reload it. From that was the most annoying thing, stations. probably in the game, was getting shot by the electricity and losing all of your power. Um, the, I I want to say I did, I was okay with the, those two initial walkers that kind of show up earlier in the game. I think because I did hear that oh, use the grenade to like stun them, and then I just emptied like a, both my machine guns all into like one of them, and they were down. Uh, we didn't talk about dual wielding. All the like, weapons we had in this game, you're able to dual wield, which is kind of like a thing that doesn't happen anymore, except yeah. like in Halo. Um, yeah. Tell me it, about it, Mo. Did no, you dual wield a lot? So when it first happened, I'm like, oh, this is so refreshing. I haven't dual wielded in a while. Used it for quite a bit. Um, its only use was initially when you're excited, and then once you start getting super conscious of your ammunition, you, I, I felt like I kind of drifted away from it unless I was in a swarm of people where I needed yes. two double barrel shotguns at all times. Didn't care about aiming. Yes. I knew I was going to hit someone. So it was it was a really cool mechanic to have, especially how you can add a, like a, attachments or like additional features like the pistol. You can put silencers on them. The machine gun, sorry, the assault rifle. You can add a rocket launcher to it. It was kind of cool I use how those you control a lot. Yeah, I use them yeah. just for yeah. big guys. I saved those like they were gold. Cause I yeah. ended up saving those as well a lot, um, but I, 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 very typical of these types of games where you're constantly picking up ammo. I found myself at the end kicking myself that um, there was just always more ammo 
especially that special rocket ammo than I ever actually used. It was always just on the ground, and I yeah. wasn't using the special version or the special ammo enough for it to um, you know, make my time easier and have an impact. I had the opposite experience, so oh. I didn't have enough ammo a lot of the times. And I never, I dual-wielded once on accident because the <laughs> I didn't, I meant to go to my shotgun, I went to a dual-wield shotgun, and it was too busy to to switch out. Right. And then I ne- I never used it after that because so of the ammo. Just like Mo, whenever I was in a crowded room or a tight corridor or facing off against an enemy that I just needed to like get a ton of damage on very quickly, um, that's when I would dual wield. Do you want any, to... other, any other time, I highly valued being able to aim down sights and you know pick my shots. One of the best mechanics too with that dual wield, I said I use the dual wield, but just so I can be shooting while I'm reloading. So I would like prioritize and say my my right gun, like shoot, 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 shoot. And if I needed my left one, I'd use it. But that way, once my right gun was empty, I'd switch to my left gun to shoot, 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 while the other one's reloading. So it was like what? I didn't even know you could do that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, I I I use my dual wield very rarely. Only when I felt like, like I said, I had like a giant swarm of people, but. Did you guys use the mm-hmm. the the shotgun alternative ammo, the balls that bounced everywhere? All the time. Oh <laughs> the my ricochet. god. The best All ammunition the in video games. Like it was it was beautiful. Like you don't even have to see the person. You shoot near them and they're gonna get toast. It was awesome. Yeah, you didn't even have to go in the door. Right? You you <laughs> literally could stand on the edge of a door, be protected, and just shoot in and then walk around the corner and everyone's dead. And yeah. then you just take the ammo from the big guy who was shooting those same bullets at you and you replenish your your ammo for that it was definitely op um it was even good at distance yeah yeah i mean it, it just kept bouncing so what, what weapons did you guys use the most or which ones did you enjoy the most i enjoyed the sniper rifle turned to laser gun the marksman rifle yes yes because um if you can shoot people without them knowing where you are and shooting back at you, that's that's my my kind of game. My kind of game is where you can shoot people and people don't shoot back at you. And then it was also very powerful to where I could hold the corners and shoot uh, the laser gun and then just reload it at one of those things and I didn't have to worry about ammo. Mm-hmm. Right? If I was going to try to take down a giant, like one of those giant mechs, I would use a laser gun so that I didn't have to worry about ammo and save the ammo for all the little guys. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of the, the automatic shotgun, the big guys, um, with the ball ammo. I rarely had it cause I used it all the time. I didn't save it for anything. If I had it, I was using it. And I, I almost found that like, if I had just, if, if there was, if I was told you can only use one gun in the game, I feel like that's what I would have used even though I was kind of crippled with the long distance type of shots, it wasn't as good as obviously the sniper or the regular assault rifle or the pistol. I, I use the assault rifle a lot. Of course. And I came to grow a, a love and appreciation for the laser rifle. Um, it, uh, the, both, both laser rifles. One, the one is that's the marksman as the alternative fire, but yep. also the one that you use to like, cut holes oh the laser craft work but it was always it was always like three shots and you were out pretty much unless you use the the targeted one that one was like one shot essentially and you were done or two shots but what i loved about it was 
I obviously wasn't using it on, you know, uh, like small guys. Although you would, you'd literally, they'd be left with their shoes in their hat if you did. (laughs) It was one shot. It was definitely a one shot kill. But I really appreciated taking down the big guys really quickly with these laser shots. 100%. 100%. It, it smoothed out my experience with the game so much. Yes, mm-hmm. especially with the when you get the scope or whatever on it that targets like the grid. That one I felt was like almost like an overpowered weapon, but I like how the ammo was used up. I guess it made it a little bit more balanced. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like we've talked about the weapons. We've talked about the story. We've talked about how difficult the game can be at times. We've talked about, you know, the overall style of the game. I think one of the things we haven't talked about is... Uh, you know the characters in the game. Um, I don't know if I'm I'm asking the two right people here because I don't I don't know if you have strong opinions on it. But I loved the characters in this game, and I've got a favorite. But before I reveal mine, I want to ask, who's your favorite character? Uh, I'm gonna be the wild card here. I actually like Deathshed or Death's out of here. Death's head. <laughs> we don't we don't see him that much, but like I felt like I don't want to call it the voice acting. Because it seemed like even like the animation of him made made it believable that he was this evil, corrupt villain who's mutating humans and loving it as a passion, has no empathy for anyone or anything besides like his work, and is always kind of held in high regard. I also like in the final battle how he was essentially another walking mech himself. Um, I, that's kind of my favorite. I felt like the main character was very generic, like super willed. U.S. military guy, super strong, super never gives up the whole hurrah. The wheelchair lady was pretty cool too. I was really offended when she got the Iron Man suit because I wanted the Iron Man suit, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was a total rip off that we don't get that Iron Man suit. I think her name was Caroline, right? Yeah, she was cool. Um, but that's th- that's my opinion there. I like Death's Head because of how genuine of a villain he was. Um, and then my second, mm-hmm. my second one would be the wheelchair uh, lieutenant lady because I felt like she's pretty much the brains of the operation. Bad guys is the little um, the boy the toy. Monster. The boy <laughs> toy. He was hilarious. Yeah, he was hilariously he like like you're like of course you would do that. Of course you would do like. I I just thought he was just like a perfect character. There was like the strong, powerful woman. And then there's the boy toy who will do anything for him. He's a pretty boy. He he was a pretty boy. I when he jumps out of the vent and stabs <gasps> you. Oh my god, that was scary. Man, that like actually shocked me. He's like Whalen Smithers a, from from Yeah, the exactly. That's exactly it. Everything he does is is for her. He jumps out of that vent and then while he's trying to kill you like all great villains do they take it slowly and he was like skyping her like <laughs> it didn't exist in 1960 yeah let me facetime you real quick yeah let me facetime you real quick yeah and like trying to like kill you slowly like an idiot cuz i mean we survived a 14 year coma and stabbed a Nazi after that. Like we can deal with whatever you gave us before. Do you remember so how the I, boy toy dies though? Don't you kill him? You, sta- you stab him. You, do yeah, you know, it was the one of the most with- vulgar ones. You're facing him. You're supposed to die because he puts poison in you. But you're like, no, America, freedom. I don't die. And you <laughs> and you get up and you stab him in the side of the head with your knife that's already in your chest. You pull the knife out and you stab him in the side of the head. And he's like, yeah. what? It, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're and he's just like, hurrah, next message. mission. Let's go. Yeah. 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 BJ Blaskovitz is like, he's a tank. He is. And my favorite good character is 
is uh, his name is Max Max Haas. Oh, the and, guy with half a head. Yes, the guy oh, with half a head. Poor guy. The Lenny from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> yeah, he's, Lenny. he's just like a big oaf yeah. that hey, just you he's, guys. He's, yes, he's very like he's still childish because of I mean he has half a head, and the reason why I say he's my favorite was because like he was hiding like things and. And, and there was toys around that you were collecting for him. And um, I did not go back and give him his toys before I exited the mission. Same. And I felt, I felt so bad because I was like, maybe I can do the, like, talk to Anya first right. and then give him back his toys. Yeah. I was wrong. It just you, takes you to the next mission. What do you mission. get when you give him the toys? Is there like a perk or anything? I don't uh, know. Same thing Kev did. I felt really bad for it though, but he was just like a, a big oaf that was just kind of taking bullets for you at one point. He opens up like this giant doorway for you to go through yeah. and like he just he has like flashbacks anytime he hears different I felt for him. And that's why I liked him the most. Like I mean you can't just pick the main character as your favorite character. So I think Max, the big uh the big fella there. He was he was definitely my favorite good guy. My favorite good guy is Tekla. I don't know if you remember. Tekla is the crazy genius who is constantly rambling and scribbling notes about like the probabilities. Um, and she, she's the one that you teach how to shoot weapons and allows you to. You didn't do any of that, Kev. You're, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Teach you? What, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. Teach her how to shoot weapons, and at the end of the game. Um, you're escaping because she decides to stay back and she essentially says if we, if each of us kills 13 of them uh we'll win the day and she's like and i'm already on like 22 uh wow and so she decides to stay back with like a room full of pistols and just kill kill nazis as they're raiding your your hidden bunker and she's the reason you get to escape okay oh, I forgot about her i forgot about her I might remember that, but I don't remember teaching her how to shoot. She was the one sitting in kind of a room full of just papers on the yes, wall when you exactly. first get there. Okay. So I, I also think that there are like character development missions that I think you stumble across when you're in the hideout. Uh, and I don't think you have to play them all. And I don't think you get the oh. ability to. You know well, what? Did you teach her at the top of the hideout where that target was? Because I saw that target a couple times. I don't remember. Okay, where. never mind. No, I know, uh, what you, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the knife throwing thing. If you pick up knives in the box next to that bullseye, you can throw them at the bullseye. I did oh, that. I, I, okay. Yeah, but I, I remember the girl because I remember the room, but I didn't uh-huh. interact with that side part at all. I'm looking up the pictures now, and I remember the room with the notes, but I don't remember talking to her or any of the pictures in the oh, Google man. image search. She, um, she's such a good character. There is one moment where you're like sleeping with Anya, and she just comes into the room and starts like ranting about how you're her first or only friend, and how you might you might be an idiot, but you might understand. And she talks to you about determinism, <laughs> and mathematical certainty. And it's like this crazy idiot savant moment. Um, but she's like so cool and such a well-developed character. I was, yeah, I was kind of in love the whole time. I was like, just give me more of Tekla. Yeah. I definitely didn't do any development. It's so cool. Character development in her. Like have the same character side quests and stuff. No. Um, my favorite evil character is Frau Engel. Of course. She's just 
You know, she's just so perfectly evil. Yeah, everything. The voice acting, the story, the animation. Yeah, perfect, perfect other bad guy. Yeah. So, boys, I feel like we've covered a lot. There's still probably more to say yeah. about uh, Wolfenstein, the New Order, but you know, we we'll, we'll save that for uh, for another day. Um, you you want to give me your your closing thoughts? What were your what are your overall impressions and feelings about Wolfenstein, the New Order? So I kind of laid it out there already. Uh, it was a very long game for me. There were very cool aspects of it, but I. I sucked at it. I feel like I can't even give it a good, a good good review because I was so terrible at the game that the enjoyment level was not what it should have been. I didn't give it my best shot, I guess. Um, the story was really cool. I think at one point I asked you, uh, like, has there been any, like, directors who directed <laughs> video games or video game directors who directed movies? Yeah. And you're like... Yes, <laughs> there have been. Let's save it for the podcast. And you didn't want to tell me anything about that because I thought the story was pretty cool from the parts that I did catch. I guess I did miss out on a lot of other development story lines and all that. Overall, it's a good game. I will probably play it again in two years and have a different <laughs> different uh, perspective on it. Uh, and I guess the only other takeaway is... I watched a trailer for the newest one and it looks super, super exciting to play. Like I'm super, super excited to play it. So I will be playing the next one. I just, I don't think I gave it enough of a go to give it a good review. It's tough playing it with time pressure and, and, you know, feeling like you have to get through it and all that. I think that's what I was going to jump on too. And I'll kind of go through mine. (laughs) Um, I actually played the the next one, the new Colossus, which is, I think the direct sequel um, to to this one that we just played. You don't even know how difficult it was for me to hold off after playing the new order. To oh, I, I actually started it. I started the new Colossus. That's why I got a little confused earlier on. I only maybe put like twenty minutes in, so like I don't know much of it. But it, let's just say it kind of picks up the same like energy of the of uh, the new order, but it just makes it look better and just more more better mechanics, I guess. Um, so my opinion of the game, I thought it was great. Like the the story was cool. Mechanics were great. It was a shooter, so of course I'm all in, kind of there. It was one of those like when we reviewed Doom, we said like it was a shooter. It delivers exactly what you asked for, just a shooter, not really a story. It's over the top. This one, I was expecting a shooter, and I think I got a little bit more than just a shooter. Cool storyline, cool voice acting. Um, I'm I'm into the series. I understand the hype. It's not the best game of all time. It's not the best shooter of all time, but I definitely put it up there as like if someone said I just want to play one shooter, what should I do? This one could be a recommendation that no one will really walk away from and say, uh, it wasn't that great. The shooting sucked or the story didn't make sense or whatever. You have fun playing this game. And what are games for? They're for having fun. I think this one delivered that. Mo, you don't know how shell-shocked I am that you love the story of this, that you that you like tuned into it. I think that says everything about the game. Yeah, it was it – was, a lot of it was like – it was like – uh, believable voice acting like they all seemed like they were the characters they weren't just people reading lines they weren't just making a big deal over nothing or like if something was shocking or traumatic they appeared like that if something wasn't they didn't make like a song and dance about how oh you should be sad for this person no you you felt sad for max because he was a sad character like you felt bad for him 
Like there was a lot of things that were delivered like in a real way where you're like, this isn't just a story just because we want to make a story. No, no, this is, if this was post Nazi Germany and the Germans won, this is a crazy way of how it would have happened and come on along for the ride. That's how I kind of experienced. Totally. I, I, I love that explanation. Um, Wolfenstein, the new order felt like it, it kind of, if Tarantino made a, um, you know, it kind of it kind of spoke to me like Inglorious Bastards, you know, where it's kind yeah. of an alternative timeline, but it's like the world you live in. Um, and, and this game feels so well directed, uh, both in terms of the voice acting, but also the cutscenes and, and the characters and everything comes together really well. And it feels like a cohesive world that makes sense. Um, and I think that's so rare in games that you get a sense of presence in the world and believability in your setting. And it's more than just a person with mechanics in a, in a space. Yeah. Um, and, and because this game was so well designed, it made me feel like, you know, it was, it was kind of closer to a Tarantino film than it is your, your typical video game. And it's got some really over the top characters. And I, I am so impressed with this game. Um, like I said, it, it took every bit of self-control and restraint to not play um, the old Colossus and, and you know start muddling with my memories of the games and, and understanding what comes next. So I would wholeheartedly recommend this game to just about anyone, especially because it's on Game Pass. I know the next game I'm hopping into is the old Colossus uh, to see Can where I, the story goes. I want to say something super hilarious, Mike. I'm almost certain for the entire podcast, you've said Wolfenstein, the old Colossus, and then Wolfenstein, uh, I think, Old Blood. Well, it's, it's Wolfenstein. Old, I think so. Or something like, or there was like a confusion. Old Blood is, old blood is um, the like expansion on the New Order. And oh. it's a prequel. And then Young Blood is the third game in the series. Okay. That just came out. Thank goodness. Cause I was like, I think which it's the opposite. Awesome. Yeah. So there's Wolfenstein Two, the new Colossus, which is the sequel to this one. Then there's Wolfenstein Youngblood, which you just explained. Wait, the new Colossus or old Colossus? The new Colossus. That's why I was kind oh, of giggling. That's I was why like, I screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. The new Colossus, the Youngblood, new and old. It's still a great game. <laughs> well, you know, I think you get what I'm talking about. Even if oh I'm yeah, hundred percent up the titles of the game, um, I would wholeheartedly recommend it. And I can't wait to hop in and play. Boys, um, I feel like that is a really good discussion about Wolfenstein The New Order. I nailed the title on that one. There we go. <laughs> if, if the people can find you uh, anywhere to, to you know share their thoughts on the game and, and find you and, and, and talk about it, Kev, where can the people find you? Uh, the Left Behind Game Club on Instagram. Okay. At yeah. Left Behind Game Club. And, and also the Discord server. Also the Discord server. Uh, use uh, Use kev question if you want to ask me a question <laughs> that harkens back to an old blog that kevin i used to run kev's queries uh now, mo where can the people find you at I, I just want to say that now everyone's going to at the left behind game club on instagram thinking they're talking to kev so you started this oh oh sorry no 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 no, no. <laughs> i'm just no, kidding no. it's fine if, it's, you can find the left behind game club on at the left behind game club on instagram yeah i just wanted to plug Thank instead you. of plug yeah. instead of plugging myself you know Plug plug the podcast. Very selfless of you. You're a man of the people. You're a man of the people. And for myself, you can find me at Emirati on all social media platforms. I'm also hanging around that Discord server asking for everyone's opinion on what game I should buy. And is Game Pass the way to go? Is it Game Pass Ultimate? So join it just to help me out because I never know what to do in the worlds of gaming, even though I talk like I, I know what's going on. 
Mo's um, a new Xbox owner. Yeah, I just jumped into the world and I'm playing everything. Um, so that's where you can find me. You can find um, more of these podcast episodes at leftbehindgame.club. We have the whole catalog there as well, or iTunes or any platform that you're listening to. Mike, where can the fine folks find you? You can find me at RufaloM on most social places online. Uh, and you can also find me hanging out in the Discord server whenever I, I have a minute. Life's been pretty crazy lately, but I do like to hop in, talk about hot new deals, and see what everyone's playing. So feel free to, to hop in. You can go to leftbehindgame.club or leftbehindgameclub.com. There's a big fat button in the middle of the website. It'll take you right into the Discord server. Um, and that, my friends, is one less game left behind. <laughs>